Welcome everyone to Pod and Gore, your one-stop shop for everything horror. Now here's your hosts, Justin and Brandon. Take it away, boys. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Pod and Gore, your one-stop shop for horror and video games, I guess. My name is Brandon. My name is Justin. And welcome to our Mortal Kombat episode. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this was... um, It it took a a touch of convincing to get me to think that this falls under the uh, pot and gore umbrella. It's a real stretch, but I mean, Troll Hunter is kind of the same thing, like... Yeah, but I mean, that has your kind of Blair Witchy vibes. And yeah. this, it boils down to this is just as gory, if not gorier, than a lot of what we cover. Right. So, while there's nothing particularly scary, what? there's nothing scary in Killer Clowns either, so what right. do you Right, <laughs> but there is an element, There, I mean, there's horror elements to it, like, yeah. you know, you have hell nether realm you have you know mm-hmm. um hanzo hisashi coming back from the grave you got creatures you have shang sung who can you know suck the suck soul out, out of your, your soul, body you know? you know what i mean so it's like there's some things there that i i felt it was enough i mean it's it's a reach but I and they've used a lot of prominent horror characters as dlcs yeah one of my games. favorites being freddy of course they use jason mm-hmm. uh, another stretch for horror but i think they did the terminator and like alien and predator i think about yeah. had their they dues did, so they did rambo um Less Robocop. Horror. oh yeah <laughs> like <laughs> well uh we'll talk about that in uh in, um i think in our next episode yeah but um yeah they Definitely excited when they did the the um, Jason and Leatherface and MKX. Mm-hmm. I thought that was awesome. Yeah. So, watching this movie, what did you think, Justin? I liked it. I mean, I was jazzed for it. It was... It, it's, it's a typical Mortal Kombat movie. I mean, there's not a lot of variations you can do while staying true to the source material. And from everything I've heard, they've kind of structured this to be something of a trilogy, not just a one and done. So everything, I mean, and I've, I've been writing uh, articles on rare occasion for Illuminerdy.com. Go visit that for your nerdy news. Um, <laughs> well, hey, to be fair, you in your ad for um, We Are Marvel, you say they actually do have horror news on there, right? They do. Yeah. So there you go. It, it's few and far between, but it is there. It's there if you look for it. Yeah. Continue. Uh, especially with like Spiral coming out and all that stuff. But I did uh, an article about the Cole Young reveal, mm-hmm. which we'll get to when we get to. So I knew that going in. So I've I had a couple weeks of like having that in my brain and coming to terms with it. <laughs> and once I saw how they did it, I was like, okay. Yeah. I I. I, I I get it. It's not necessary, but I I get it. Yeah, his, him as a character, it didn't. But I had no issues with it. They add new characters all the time. Yeah. Um. And it gives them someone new to add to the games 
next yeah. time or whatever, or do a DLC now or whatever. Yeah, that's what I'm waiting for because uh, not too long ago I actually purchased the DLC for uh, Mortal Kombat 11 with um, the first movie skins. And so mm-hmm. when um, it came with Sonya Blade, uh, Christopher Lambert's Raiden, which is nice. awesome, and then um, Lyndon Ashby, I think was his name, something like that, uh, who played um, Johnny Cage. So he mm-hmm. had like the black, the the uh, black slacks and the blue button-up shirt and the sunglasses. And I'm nice. like, that's fucking rad. And so yeah. I started playing with him, and then kind of realized there was a connection there, <laughs> kicking yeah. ass with Johnny Cage. But um, I could see them adding Cole Young to the game. My only issue with this movie isn't even so much of an issue. Like I've bitched and then kind of accepted it and then complained and then was like, okay, I get it. It's dumb, but I get it. The whole Arcana thing. Yeah. That we'll talk about it more later, but the birthmark is, was a little hokey for me. Like it makes sense. I get it. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, I it, I guess it explain it, it gives a way to explain where the powers come from, but I also kind of feel like they're uh, Star Wars prequeling it a little bit with the midichlorians saying this is where yeah. they get their abilities from, mm-hmm. and the way they did the abilities, it, it I was like okay this is cool like <laughs> I like they how, all looked good and shit yeah like so when Sonya Blade spoilers gets her powers later like with the little glowing rings around her arms I was like okay that's mm-hmm. cool looking. But, yeah, like, the whole Arcana thing and birthmark, I was like, okay. Yeah. it's. I mean, you have to do those things to introduce it to people and have it make sense to people that don't play the games and give them their intro to everything and, you know, Mm -hmm. have it make sense in this world why some people have these crazy abilities and other people don't. Yeah. No, I totally understand why they did it. I just... As an avid player of the games, I'm just hoping that they don't put that into the game, saying like, "Oh, hey, here's uh, here's the Arcana," and they're like, "Okay, so Cole Young's spoilers, he can take a beating, and that mm-hmm. ends up what his powers end up being." He I essentially met- has the Black Panther suit, but it's yeah, gold. Yeah, I mean, and I'll say okay, okay, so I saw a picture online that was actually. It wasn't CG or anything. Like he was wearing like a latex, huh, whatever, cool. like a bat suit almost. Yeah. Um, because it, it showed a picture of him, Scorpion, and, and Sub Zero, um, on the set, and they were all smiling and hugging and stuff. And um, he had it folded down almost like what you would do with tank uh, um, overalls back in the '90s. And so sure. I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. Um, I just hope that they don't. That like if they put him in the game, it's like okay, cool. His special ability—he doesn't have any moves. You can just absorb a lot of damage. <laughs> and I'm like, I, well, I, but he has. It's a sense. Like I said, it's it's very much the Black Panther suit. He absorbs damage and then can deflect it back. Okay. And do like a power burst with the. That's why the daughter says, "Use your special uppercut, oh, Dad." Oh yeah, use your uppercut. That thing you used <laughs> that one time when you almost won, but you lost still. Because you didn't listen to your kid. Yeah. Who just do that know. though? <laughs> Don't mind that I'm kind of telling the villain what you're about to do. It's fine. 
He'll, right. That'd be it's cool. And then he deflect. He uses all that pent up energy into that uppercut and. That okay, so I could see that, like there being some sort of thing there that that could work. I do. Yeah. It was kind of cool. And he has those sword thingies. I don't remember what they're called. I think they start with a T. Tonkin, Tankin, whatever something. But like one was a blade and one was like Tonka a billy trucks. club. That yeah, was I mean cool. those are cool. You could probably throw those and shank people and whatever. Right. The way it was going together almost looked like it was being 3D printed this way. I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. 3D so, printer, man. Right. Without further ado, we will pop into the actual. <laughs> we'll talk about the movie instead of bitching the whole time. Because, I mean, truth be told, I did enjoy the movie. I did, too. I, I do feel like if they would have taken the tone of which they did in this movie visually also and did a mm-hmm. show, you know, like, so like with Disney plus and their shows, like you are watching them and they still have the same quality as the movies. Maybe right. not as much of a budget, but like, t- like they still put a lot of money into yeah, it. Yeah. And exactly. And you're watching this movie and you're like, okay, this could be a movie I'd watch in the theaters. I would, if they were to do that, but have made a series of mortal Kombat, like, I would watch that. Like, there's mm-hmm. so much to that universe that I feel like it deserves a lot more than what we got. Yeah. And granted, there'll be more. I, I believe Joe Taslam signed on for four total movies, and I don't mean mm. I don't know if that's four after the first one or four total, but he'll be around for a bit. And yeah. so, um, which will be cool because that guy is a fucking badass. And so, um, all right. So Mortal Kombat 2021 um, martial arts fantasy film based on the video game franchise of the same name and a a reboot of the Mortal Kombat film series. The film stars Louis Tan, Jessica McNamee, Josh Lawson, Tananobu Asano, Mikad Brooks, Ludi Lin, Chin Han, Joe Tasm, and Hiroyuki Sanada. It was. Um, it's directed by Simon McQuaid. McQuaid, in his uh, feature directorial debut. So not bad for his first outing. Yeah. Um. Lost my place here. Um. From a screenplay by Greg Russo and David Callahan, Callahan, and a story by Russo and Oren Uziel. Greg Russo is that one of the Russo brothers? No. Did, I mean, unless just, it's one that's. It's not. The ones it's, that did the Captain Americas it's are not, Joe and Anthony. Okay, it's almost kind of like, um, like James Gunn's like little brother Brian Gunn or, or whatever it was. Yeah. Like he, he might be related, but just not as popular. Yeah. Um, all right. So following the critical and commercial failure of the 1997 film Mortal Kombat Abomination, I mean Annihilation, a third Mortal Kombat movie or film languished in development hell for a period of nearly two decades. Uh, in later, um, in late 2010, Warner Brothers um, and New Line Cinemas, whose parent company acquired the franchise from Midway Games in 2009, began developing a new film with Kevin Tancharian, Tancharoan, I'm sorry, serving sure. as director uh, from a script written by Uziel in the wake of their Mortal Kombat Rebirth short film, which is awesome. If you haven't seen it, it's like eight minutes. Watch it. 
James Wan was announced as a producer in August 2015, which I remember when they announced that. I'm like, fuck, please, Mm -hmm. please. With McQuaid, um, I'm going to say McQuaid. I don't know if it's it's McQuaid. McQuaid? We'll just say McQuaid. There's an O, not an A, so it's really throwing me off. Mm. Was hired as director in November 2016, so that took five years damn near to come out. Uh, Solid four plus. Mm. Production took place at Adelaide Studios in in Adelaide and other locations in South Australia. Principal photography occurred from September to December of 2019, so it's been done for a bit. It just took quite a bit to come out. Mortal Kombat was released theatrically on April... 8th 2001 2021 i was thrown off because i'm like i don't remember it being in theaters 2008 or it wasn't april 8th 2021 fuck off um and then was released in the united states okay maybe it was overseas um on april 23rd which it was supposed to be the 16th there's mm-hmm. rumors out there saying that Warner Brothers was pissed off about people sandbag reviewing Kong versus Godzilla, saying that you know that they were basically shit reviewing the movie as retributions for the Snyder Cut debacles. Yeah. Whether that's true or not, given- I believe it. But I've also heard that the idea of pushing it back a week was to give Kong and Godzilla just a, another week of breathing room, which also makes sense. Yeah. But that's a whole nother can yeah. of earthly worms there. Mid-earthly worms, whatever you want to call it. Um, mm-hmm. So, the film... Okay, so simulta- simultaneously in theaters in 3D and HBO Max streaming service, the film has grossed $57 million worldwide and received mixed reviews from critics. So, James Watt and Todd... Uh, Garner served as producers for the reboot along with E. Bennett Walsh and direct and the director Simon McCoy. In 1997, um, Robin Shue's original Mortal Kombat contract was a three-picture deal, and Threshold Entertainment production um, on a second sequel was initially scheduled to commence shortly after the release of Annihilation, but it was shelved due to Annihilation's poor reception and disappointing box office performance. Because it's garbage. It's bad. (laughs) I got a half hour into it and I went, "Um, I have better things to do with my day. (laughs) Like anything else. Yeah. Which sucks because it's like, you want, like, I want, I have a pretty high tolerance for bullshit and that movie I will not watch. It's just the CGI was even worse somehow being Mm -hmm. later. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, The fighting was terrible. Everything was just like. Did you try it all? Or? Yeah, like what's going it on It looked here? like an episode of Power Rangers. Not like the movie Power Rangers, which actually looked really good. It looked like a shitty episode. And it was like, <laughs> Yeah, really? like in the first season. Um, yeah. So, um, attempts to produce a third film since then have remained stuck in development hell with numerous script rewrites and storylines, cast and crew changes. A November 2001 poll on the official Mortal Kombat website hosted by Threshold asked fans which characters they believed would die in the third movie. The 2000, which, oh yeah, okay. So in the 2005 destruction of New Orleans by Hurricane Katrina greatly affected one of the film's planned shooting locations. In June of 2009, a bankruptcy court lawsuit 
uh, saw Lawrence Kasanoff suing Midway Games while mentioning that a third film was in the works. Warner Brothers, which became the parent company of New Line Cinema in 2008, after over a decade of both operating as separate divisions of Time Warner, ended up purchasing most of Midway's assets, including Mortal Kombat. In 2010, um, Kev, uh, director Kevin Tankerowen, sorry, uh, released an eight-minute short film titled Mortal Kombat Rebirth, made as a pitch to Warner Brothers. Pictures of a reboot pictures of a reboot of the Mortal Kombat film franchise. In uh, September of 2011, New Line Cinemas and Warner Brothers announced that he was hired on to direct a feature-length film from a screenplay by Mortal Kombat Rebirth writer Oren Uziel with the intention of aiming for an R rating. Shooting was expected to begin in March. I hope so, right? <laughs> yeah, you can't... I mean, I know they did it in the 90s, PG-13, but at this point, there had been so many games and other things... It, yep. it has to be R. It does. Shooting was expected to begin in March of 2012 with a budget projected at between 40 and 50 million and a release date of 2013. However, the project was ultimately delayed due to budget constraints, and the director had uh, began working on the second season of the web series Mortal Kombat Legacy until problems with the film had been sorted out. But he quit the film production in October of 2013. Sad days. Right. Well, even like, Legacy's not bad. It's not great. It's not. I need my Blu-ray back, by the way. Um, You'll get it back. I haven't even watched it, so I'll probably just bring it back to you. Well, it's on HBO Max. So. Well, the first season is. Season two is. No, yeah, it is. Season two's on there now? Yeah. Okay. That's where I watched it, because okay. you had mine. So there. Uh, I heard that they'd already even, like, filmed season three for that show, and even that, like, didn't come out. Aw. And it's like, I don't... I love Mortal Kombat, I really do, but it is so unbearably simple, and everything that they make is the same thing with a small twist. Like, yeah. it's the same story. This movie is the exact same story as the first movie, except with the addition of Cole Young. Yeah. Like, there's nothing different, really. Yeah. It's so basic. why it takes so much for them to get a movie out is just baffles me. So, uh, I hate to be like, maybe it's Warner Brothers. <laughs> because, <It is>. basically, <laughs> Disney was like, hey, we can take Star Wars, A New Hope, and basically mm -hmm. mold it into Force Awakens... And mm -hmm. people will gobble it up. They Warner Brothers yeah, like, well, did. we could do the same thing with Mortal Kombat. Not so much. <laughs> like, oh, not so much. Uh, James James Wan signed on as the film's producer in August of 2015, with Simon McCoy uh, hired as the director in November 2016, making his directorial debut with Greg Russo writing the script. Uh, McCoy had turned down the offer initially, but ultimately signed on after reading the script. Russo tweeted in February 2019 that the film script was uh, complete, and in May of 2019, it was announced that the film had entered pre-production and would uh, be shot in South Australia, with uh, a release date of March 5th, 2021. So, over a year ago. Yeah. Yay. Well, and a lot of that was COVID. the pandemic. I mean, yeah. it was supposed to come out and couldn't a lot of things that were supposed to come out haven't this that yeah. it, it sucks and but like ultimately i get it yeah it's just 
and the nice thing is is that Warner Brothers, the one smart decision they've made is everything they are having come out this year is also having a date and day on HBO Max. Right. Which is great because like I wanted to go see this movie in theaters. Yeah. Just to support it, just so that we can get more made, because I kind of feel like if this movie would have been scrapped after this one, like It'd be dead. It, like well, yeah, I don't like, see there ever being another And that's the nice thing about the pandemic is not a movie 50, at least, yeah. Fifty six might be the best it would have done anyway, but given the conditions, that's good enough. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean and, like there's a lot of things about this movie that are perfect that I wouldn't yeah. change a thing about. And so it's like yeah. I, I definitely need it to be expanded upon. Mm-hmm. So even if like that meant paying to go see a movie I've already seen twice at home to help ensure that a sequel gets made so that we can see where this is going, like I would do that. Yeah. And so I don't know if I would, but I it's it's tough because it's like yeah, I want to see what happens next, but like I said, it's not breaking any new ground here. No, I would I would love to see more movies. I'm excited for the sequel now that it's pretty much happening. Yeah, but like I can't wait to see what direction they go. Yeah, like you said, this should be a series or a mini series. Yeah, you know, give us ten solid badass episodes that's everything they're wanting to do in this trilogy because expanded upon exactly i mean if you do 10 hour long episodes even yeah even 10 45 minute uh, minute long episodes that's that's like five movies yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah depending on how long you go or you know that's a that's yeah that's a trilogy of movies within a season like it's it's doable um so Okay. Uh, Russo tweeted in July 2019 that the film would indeed have an R rating and that the game's fatalities would finally be on the big screen. Yay. Yay. <laughs> that, they were cool. Mm-hmm. They, they had some super badass ones I was pretty happy with. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait to see which ones they will do next. Yeah. Um, so, in April 2021, McCoy revealed that the film came quite close to the line of getting an NC-17 rating by the MPAA, saying in mm. full, what we, had to be caref- uh, what we had to be a bit careful of was, you can get an NC-17 territory pretty quick. Um, it's different in a video game when it's not real human beings. When you move uh, this ac- across to reality, a different set of things start to happen in your mind, and you um, and you get rated slightly different. Um, so there was certain things that are in the game that would mean that the film would have would be unreleasable, um, and none of us wanted that. So we were balancing that uh, stuff all the time. And there's uh, some stuff that you will see that really gets close to the line because we didn't want people to go meh. Seemed kind of lame. You know yeah. what I mean? So like I could see why the Kung Lao fatality. Which with, is awesome. Yeah. With, um, Natara mm-hmm. was, I, I see why they went with that one for that, because you could probably get away with saying that, you know, that character is not human. Yeah. I mean, you're towing a line, but I mean, yeah, they, they but still I mean, leave red at, blood. I don't get how you, yeah. You look at what saw does. And I got, I, I know yeah. that 
they're a lot of the times they I don't know it's tough I I see what they're saying but then I immediately think of Saw and Hostel and some of these movies where it's like Hostel I don't maybe it's like, maybe it's because it's in a fantasy world I just kind of go that's just what it is yeah it's easier to watch but mm-hmm. I don't know well I mean that's the thing too like with Saw like a lot of those are gruesome but they're mm-hmm. not like one of the like did you ever see the cell with uh, Jennifer Lopez and Vincent no. uh, D'Onofrio. So there's a scene where um, it's... Oh, no, it's not. I was thinking it's kind of like with um, 13 Ghosts when the guy gets split in half by the wall, which mm-hmm. is pretty gruesome. But there's a scene similar to that in the movie where a horse gets that and then separated and then brought back together. Like I was kind of mixing my scenes there for a minute, but... It's crazy to see the kind of things that they can put in movies and get away with, I guess. Yeah, and yet things in Mortal Kombat cross the line somehow. I mean, there are definitely things that they do, like playing soccer with a guy's head, where it's like, okay, we don't necessarily need to see that in a movie. But <laughs> yeah. I am surprised that they had to be that careful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, there's a... An, a gratuitous amount of blood spilled in the games. And in fact, I think like some of the challenges are to inflict enough damage to spill X amount of like liters of blood. Like, it, yeah. or it'll tell you like over the course of the game being out, this much blood has been spilled, yeah. like, <laughs> like right. actual, you know, measurement wise. And it's like, wow. But then you look at something like evil dead where it's just, or even a Tarantino where it's like, okay, that's, <laughs> I mean, I love Tarantino. I don't really care for Evil Dead, okay. but it's it's so gratuitous in the amount of blood spurtage. Maybe it's because it's so crazy it gets comical. Yeah, well, I, I can see but that. But I don't know. Hmm. I'm gonna puzzle over this for a while. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, casting for the film, uh, Joe Taslim was the first actor cast for production in July of 2019 as Bihan. Um, Sub-Zero. The, yeah, the first Sub-Zero. I was thinking, because it was some somewhere else I saw. Oh, it was in the TV show. Or sorry, not, it was in Legacy. They called him Bihan. Yeah. And I was like, Bihan? Bihan? I like Same Bihan, thing. but... Um, the first Sub-Zero. Mm-hmm. In August, Mikad Brooks, Tadanobu, Asano, Sissy Stringer, and Ludi Lin were cast in the roles of Jax, Raiden, Melina, and Liu Kang, respectively. Later that month, ja Lawson, Josh Lawson, Jessica McNamee, Chin Han, and Her- uh, Hiroyuki Sanada were cast as Kano, Sonya Blade, Shang Tsung, and Scorpion, respectively, with Louis Tan in the role of Cole Young, an original character created for the film. On September 16, 2019, it was announced that Max Huang had been cast as Kung Lao, um... And stuntwoman Alyssa Cadwell was announced uh, announced as um, being cast as Natara on November 11, 2019. However, in the film, she is actually played by Mel J- Mel Jarnson. Um, Matilda Kimber was cast as Emily on December 4, 2019. Uh, filming took place production at Adelaide Studios and other locations in South Africa, lasting from September uh, uh, to December uh, 2019. In November 20, 
20, Todd Garner stated that we have more days to shoot in a statement regarding the film's release delay. The film was shot on Ari Alexa LF and mini LF cameras with Panavision anamorphic lenses. Um, the score for Mortal Kombat was compo- uh, composed by Benjamin Walfish. In 2021, director Simon McCoy revealed that Walfish actually began compositions for the film before he was officially hired on uh, for the project and that the film will include a new version of the track Techno Syndrome by the Immortals pro- uh, produced by Wallfish. So have you heard the new version of the song, the theme song for just this the, movie? Just the bit that's in the movie right? when they're fighting in the trailer. Uh, yeah, it's um, it's so hard because that original song obviously is so iconic like it yeah like it is what you think of when you think of mortal Kombat, and mm. i like i'm glad that they used uh heavy inspiration for it yeah. in doing the new one if not just tweaking it but so that's it, the thing i mean it's it it's iconic and it's great and it's one of my favorite things but it's <laughs> very 90s corny dumb and what i liked about this version is that it fit a modern movie sensibilities. It does. You you have those beats that you need to be the Mortal Kombat theme, but it doesn't. It's not so jarring that it's like you are sucked back in time watching the original movie for a uh, second. You're like this is horseshit. Yeah, yeah, it's just one of those like listening to it. It's hard to listen to, but mm. uh, but I get. Like, I I do agree with what you're saying. Like, it's... Like, if they ever remake The Crow, they'll never love it as much as the original, no matter how good it is. But at the same time, it's like, okay. That's a whole other can of worms. I'm not... One day we might cover that. It's kind of horrible. We will most definitely cover that. If I would have timed my shit better, we'd be doing that for this episode instead of this. Because um, as a recording, three days ago, um, five days ago was the 27-year anniversary. Uh, Rest in peace, Brendan Lee. Um, it's one of it's my always all- next year, I suppose, yeah, unless but, they announce a, a new one, like they've been trying to do for the last ten years. Yeah, um, yeah, that's very true. It's um, one of my all-time favorites. It's so good. Mortal Kombat was theatrically released internationally beginning on April 8th, 2021 and was later released in the United States on April 23rd in both theaters Real D 3D and IMAX 3D uh, and on HBO Max. It was originally going to be released on March 5th, 2021, um, before being moved up to January 15th, 2021. Somebody had a typo here. It... Uh, in November 2020, producer Todd Garner confirmed that the film would be delayed until theaters are reopened due to the COVID-19 pandemic before it was initially dated for release on April 16th. And as part of its plans for all 2021 films, uh, WB also streamed the film simultaneously on the HBO Max service for one month, after which the film will be removed until the normal home media release schedule period. Yeah, so it is still there for now, but you got about mm-hmm. a week left. You got about a week, yeah. And I will buy it when it comes out. Like, Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, I'm looking forward to that. Um, so, um, 
Dun, 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 dun. I lost my place there. Um, in late March 2021, the f- uh, film was delayed about one week to April 23rd. Following a ju- uh, U.S. release, Samba TV reported that 3.8 million households watched at least the first five minutes over the first three days, the most ever for an HBO Max title. So I, I'm thinking it's stuff like that that were like, because this movie, I was, was hyped. Yeah, I was, me too. Yeah, one, like, I could not The wait. trailer made it look amazing. Yes. I will say I'm a little glad I was able to watch this at home. Mm-hmm. I would have felt a little like I wasted my theater money. Okay. Not gonna lie. Like, it's, it is good. It's pretty close to everything I wanted it to be, but there's just something about it that still has that cheap, yeah. made-for-TV feel. Yeah. There, I... I I can't put my finger on what it is either, but I, I know what you mean. I agree. Um, but about the film is scheduled for release in Japan on June 18th, 2021, despite not having any Mortal Kombat games released officially in the country due to Cero gaming rules concerning excessive gore. So on May 10th, 2020, which was when the firm, uh, film was initially set to release prior to being delayed due to the COVID-19 pandemic, Entertainment Weekly released a first look of the film, which contained several behind-the-scenes photos. On February 17th, 2021, a series of character posters were released for the film. I remember that, too. It was sick. Um, mm, I think lo- I have that Entertainment Weekly. Oh, hell yeah. Off to look. <laughs> um, on February 8th... Nope were released for the film, along with the next announcement that the film's first trailer would be released the following day. On February 18th, 2021, the first Red Band trailer for the film was released online, and I watched it like seven times. <laughs> like, I was like, yes! Yeah. Uh, the trailer received critical acclaim for bo- from both fans and critics alike, with particular praise for the uh, gory action sequences and the inclusion of the game's iconic fatalities. <clears throat> A scene featuring Scorpion saying his iconic catchphrase, get over here, was also seen as a highlight of the trailer. Um, the film's first trailer had become the most watched Red Band trailer until the release of the first trailer of The Suicide Squad a month later. Um, so as of April 30th, 2021, Mortal Kombat has grossed $29.7 million in the U.S., Canada, and 28 28- 7.8 million in other, in other territories for a total of 57.5 originally projected to gross 10 to 12 million in its domestic opening weekend the film made 9 million from 300 or 3073 theaters on its first day of release increasing estimate uh, estimates to 19 million it went on to debut to 23.3 million topping the box office Hello, welcome back. Um, there was a slight technical error. My internet decided that it didn't want us to talk about Mortal Kombat anymore, and I forgot where <laughs> I was at. So we're going to jump to the future of the film, what they have planned for it, which is basically where it was anyway. Um, so the film's producer, Todd Garner, revealed to Collider that there was a possibility of a Johnny Cage-centric standalone film, and that... Uh, Taslam revealed that he has signed on for four films of the series if the reboot is a success. 
McCoy stated that he is open for returning to direct the sequel and revealing while filming on the first film that he banned sequel talks on the set and wanted to focus on just making the first one. Co-writer Fair. Russo told, yeah, which is smart. Um, uh, co-writer Russo told Collider that he sees the reboot as a trilogy with the first film as a pre-tournament, the second film with the tournament and the third film with a post-tournament. Um, professional wrestler The Miz has express, openly expressed interest in the role of Johnny Cage and has even received the support of Mortal Kombat co-creator Ed, Ed Boon. But there's also talks of a lot of people want Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Um, I think that no matter what you do there, I think it's a win-win. Um, yeah. Actor-wise, 100% um, Ryan Reynolds is a better actor. Sure. Um, the Miz looks more like Johnny Cage. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean anything one way or the other. So, um, I'm going to read some fun facts before we get into the movie, because I don't, like we said, we've talked about the movie quite a bit and there's not a whole lot of depth to it, but there are some fun things to talk about with the movie more so than just that. So, um, Hiroyuki Sonata tried to prepare for his role as uh, Hanzo Hasashi or Scorpion by playing the Mortal Kombat video games. Of course, I was beaten every time, just losing and losing, he laughs. But I kept at the games to keep learning the stories, the background, and the characters. It was a lot of fun. That's um, cool. Yeah. Uh, Hanzo Hasashi used a, uses a kunai weapon in his garden. The kunai was originally used by Japanese peasants as a multi-purpose gardening tool. Um, right, that makes me feel better because when I saw it as a like a gardening tool, I was like, "Fucking Cirrus!" <laughs> like it's a, it's a weapon. It's always been Cirrus? a weapon. <laughs> and even when you know you they did Legacy and uh-huh. some of the other stuff, like it was always just a part of his ceremonial weaponry. So having it be a garden tool is like I get the symbolism, and it was yeah. his wife's and whatever. But like. Hmm. But that makes me feel better about it. Okay, good. Um, so Max Huang was a member of the Jackie Chan stunt team and would pitch ideas to make the choreography even better. He even used this background um, to retrain himself while adapting Kung Lao's martial arts style, which is very different from his own. Um, this is probably one of my favorite fun facts is Simon McCoy had to ask Joe Taslam to slow down a bit during the fight scene as he was moving too fast for the camera because he is a serious badass. (laughs) Sub-Zero is my favorite Mortal Kombat character. I have a small Mortal Kombat section in my office of stuff. It is all Sub-Zero. Yeah. Um, And that was the thing, too, is I don't know if I sent you um, the link... For the Walmart exclusive where it was uh, Shao Kahn and Sub-Zero? Uh-uh. Okay. I saw it. I had seen it on Facebook. It, It's really weird looking. I'll, if I find it, I'll send, I'll send it to you again. Yeah. What is uh, it? It's just uh, figures. Hmm. But they look different. Um, I'll, I'll tell you about it later. Um, yeah. So Joe Tasm credits his son with helping him make the decision to play Sub-Zero. Um... Scorpion's line, get over here, was the only English line he said in the movie. Uh, his other lines were in uh, Japanese. First Mortal Kombat movie where Raiden is play, uh, played by an Asian actor, Japanese, uh, Todenabu Asano, 
after the Swiss American Christopher Lambert and Mortal Kombat and then American James Remar in um, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. As much as I love James Remar, I'm like, no. I do. We've been watching Dexter lately. Fuck and yes. Psycho, hey. I love Dexter so much. Yeah. And the fact that it's supposed Wait. to be coming back. Yeah, I'm excited. The first trailer was pretty badass. That's a show we could definitely do for this. I absolutely want to do it. Um, yeah. So, But even in Legacy, he was a white guy. He was, and that was the one thing that, like, I think that I liked the I liked the most about this, is that, um, well, given that Raiden is an elder god, I don't necessarily know in that scope what background or you know heritage he would hail yeah. from, but I definitely like the diversity, like the diverse characters. I do like that that mm-hmm. there was a lot of um, a lot of that in there. You know, like the I believe the there were Asian choreographers for like the fight scenes and all that kind of stuff like there was a lot Mm of um a lot of that for this movie and that was awesome um so the filmmaker shot an outworld location and fight at black hill quarry a a black granite quarry in the town of black hill outside of adelaide Um, mccoy observed no one wants to go and shoot in the bottom of a disused coal mine but when you go down there with the beautiful ultra vista lenses we were shooting with and you have these incredible actors in their costumes, you put them in this implausible location and all of a sudden it becomes another world, which it definitely looked like. Yeah. Um, a few more here. Before Jackson Sub-Zero fight, we, um, a wall can be seen having down arrow, right arrow, LP spray painted on it. <laughs> um, that is the video game command for Sub-Zero's Ice Freeze move in the nice. game. Yeah, right? There's a few of those um, Easter eggy shits in this movie that makes me happy. Yeah, especially um, in the trailer. Yeah. And there's a ton of little references and character things. and. Mm. So at 58 years old, Hiroyuki Sonata is the oldest player, oldest actor to play Scorpion. Uh, Sub-Zero's Ice Sword, the Kori Blade, was made out of a resin with a plastic wrap type of film inside to give it an icy look under the lights. Um, So it was Lyndon Ashby who played Johnny Cage in Mortal Kombat revealed in an interview that he would appear in the film as another character. Louis Tan performed all of his uh, fights for his role as Cole Young, which I heard he's quite the martial artist as well. Um, I would hope so. <laughs> McCod Brooks joked that he made a mistake of watching the Raid Redemption, badass movie, after learning that his character Jax had a fight scene with Joe Taslim Sub Zero. <laughs> that <laughs> movie, <laughs> if you've never seen it, I don't know if you're into martial martial arts movies or anything like that, but it's definitely worth Not a really. watch. Um, to play an MMA fighter, Lewis Tan watched videos of welterweight UFC fighter Jorge Masvidal. Um, for inspiration as to how Cole moves. Tan himself is a professional kickboxer and Muay Thai fighter, and he used his experience in the ring, especially losses, as a key component to play uh, playing Cole. Um, the character of Rain was added in the script but was later axed from the film. That sucks. Um, Jean-Claude Van Damme's daughter, Bridget, or Bianca Bridget Van Damme, auditioned for the role of Melina. You can see her training for the audition in the television series, Jean-Claude Van Damme Behind Closed Doors, in 2011. Hmm. Um, That's cool. 
This is Louis Tan's first leading role in a high-profile feature from the studio that launched his father's, Philip Tan's career, with Batman 1989. Uh, hmm. One more we'll do here before we move on. Um, although Reptile's default look in most of the Mortal Kombat games is that of a humanoid ninja with varying degrees of reptilian features, the film probably based his appearance on that from Mortal Kombat Deadly Alliance, which is the most lizard-like he has ever been, complete with a snout and a tail. Hmm. So I didn't mind that. It just felt more like it was one of his race more than it was actually reptile. Right. And see, that was the thing I thought too, and then I'm like, wow, they ripped his heart out like they did in didn't in Mortal Kombat doesn't yeah, I think he, so. yeah he gets his heart ripped out and it's thrown into a statue which then becomes a fighter right? yeah it's been a minute yeah yeah um, something like that so we'll work we'll work on so Kano is an Australian actor with two predecessors were British good old Kano um I lied one more so Ludi Lynn. Ludai Lin, I don't know how to pronounce that, is the second Black Power Ranger to be in Mortal Kombat. Johnny hmm. Yong Bosch voiced Kung Jin in Mortal Kombat X and was previously the Black Power Ranger in Mighty Morphin Power Rangers 1993, while Lin had previously played Zack in Power Rangers 2017, so the movie. All mm-hmm. right, so without delay... Let's go ahead and jump into the movie. Um, Let's do I it. love how this movie starts out. Like It's perfect. I mean, it's exactly... The only thing that was different is him having a daughter. Mm. Yeah. Like, everything else was perfect opening setup. not have a daughter previous? No. Okay. It was just... Um, I'm going to forget his name. But just the son who okay. dies. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, that's because they had to set up that Cole Young, you know, connection. And I was like, oh, did he have a second son? And this is the one that lives. And then when it started and it said it's a daughter, I was like, oh, okay. Huh. Okay. So it's going to be a, a descendant of some kind. It would definitely have, yeah, especially since that little um, back and forth was like at least a thousand years yeah. previous. Um, but I mean, the movie could have been set whenever. It's true. That's true. I think they talked about it being thousands of years in the movie, though. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, they definitely set it up that he, um, the family, uh, family man. It. I could see why you would have the thought of what you did with the kunai, because they really do focus on it quite a bit. Like, if you don't pay attention, you're gonna miss it. So we're gonna make sure you don't. And it's mm-hmm. like as soon as you see it, you're like, okay, yeah. That's definitely it. <laughs> That's the thing. I get um, it. I understand. And I like this version of it so much more than previous uses of it. Like, you know, in the first movie where the hand comes up and it splits open and he's got like this little dragon yeah, it, looking thing. Yeah, in the original movie, it's just garbage. <laughs> but the original movie is kind of garbage. So what do you do? It's Right. It's Batman 89. It's yeah. so, it's, but it's, I mean, I like it. If you haven't watched it yet, the animated film *Scorpion's Revenge*, which is amazing, and we'll probably talk about that next week. We can, yeah. Um, I mean that, and that's what 
gets me because like that is my perfect Mortal Kombat movie, like shot for shot. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, okay, for another movie, you don't want to just do that again because what's the point? And right. that's one of the things that helped me like make my peace with Cole Young, even though he very easily could have just been Johnny Cage. Yeah. Like he is in every other movie. <laughs> and that's our intro character. Right. But it's like, okay, at least this is something a little different than watching the same thing I already have on Blu-ray Yeah, you know, in my office. Yeah, 100%. Um, so the whole intro with the Hanzo versus um, what appears to be the Lin Kuei. Yeah. Um, I love how he comes up with the whole spirit thing. Like he grabs the Kanai, he's got some rope, he's wrapping it up and then he mm. proceeds to dispatch them one at a time with this. And I'm like, Oh, that scene yeah. right there. I, I, that could have been the only thing I saw. And obviously it was in the trailer and I would be mm. happy. Anything yeah. that sub zero and Scorpion did in this movie. And it's unfortunate. Scorpion wasn't in it more. Yeah. Obviously that's another one of my problems. Yeah. Um, yeah, like those are the highlights of this movie and it, there's not enough of it. That's the only thing that sucks. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And I was hoping that they would go more with the modern version of their backstory where it's actually, uh, Quan Chi pretending to be Sub-Zero. Oh, so it's not actually Baihan who kills his family and his people mm-hmm. it's Quan Chi pretending to be Sub-Zero and imitating him to command the Lin Kuei okay and that's so, awesome that's is that from Scorpion's yeah. Revenge yeah well I mean and that's what yeah and it's okay. in the games too I've, okay it's and it's in uh, Legacy oh shit yeah. so yeah I'm oh, like shut. oh shut <laughs> I'm like halfway that, through that's the thing that took me by surprise because <laughs> Like, so Sub-Zero is my favorite, so having him be an out-and-out villain, which is like it was in the beginning. Yeah. So, fine. But having him be a villain and then die, You're like, theory, what? Fuck? <laughs> yeah, it's like... <laughs> well, and, he, and he was badass. Like, he was my favorite part of the movie, not just because he's my favorite. Like, that scene when he's attacking the diner, and he's just walking down the street and doing the hailstorm and shit. Like, oh, that yeah. was badass. Dude, yeah. All my favorite scenes have him in some form or another. Um, I yeah. really like when he pops up at the house and she goes walking, she goes and walks in the kitchen and then walks back and then he's standing in the doorway as the window's starting to freeze and then the door opens. Mm-hmm. It's very stalker and I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. It's super rad. Yeah. Um, but the fight scene between the two it was epic. Uh, it's so brutal. It's so brutal, especially because that kunai is mm-hmm. not sharp. I mean, it's it, it's no. it's got a sharp point, but it's it is just there's no edge. It's a, it's a trowel. I mean, it, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah you can fuck. stab someone with it, but it's gonna hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and so just that whole fight scene, and then I'm just like, oh fuck, dude, when um Baihan gets him in the shoulder and then he just kind of throws his head back and like dude that guy just crushed scorpion and when i saw that it was him i was like oh, okay that's it's perfect perfect casting mm-hmm. um so raiden and you know scorpion dies 
Sub-Zero is gone. Um, mm-hmm. The baby's hidden. Scorpion's family's dead. Raiden rescues the baby, mm-hmm. um, which sets up the ancestry. And then we, oops, we meet Cole Young, the human punching bag. Sure. Just for our hero badass of the movie, it was like I I didn't really feel myself rooting for him much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I. There's there's not much of a connect like you're, yeah there's not really much of a connection formed there like. No, I get that what they wanted to do was have him have an arc, and like he comes into his own to become worthy of the tournament and. Yeah you know, rise up to be the hero he needs to be. But Mm -hmm. he gets his ass whooped by literally everybody in the movie (laughs) until the end when he's able to kill Goro with the help of his daughter. And it's like, probably could have not done that. Yeah. Like, he should have just been a badass from the beginning, and that's why he's worthy to be in this tournament. And even Johnny Cage, who's a dope all the time... (laughs) is still a hidden badass. Yeah. Yeah, I'm curious to see what direction they'll they'll go with him. Um, I'm curious what characters they're going to add. Um, mm-hmm. If we're going to find out that there's a Sonya Blade connection already, if Cassie Cage is a thing. Like, they added the daughters, um, Jackie Briggs and um, Cassie Cage. Like, there's a lot of directions that. that these can go. And I'm mm-hmm. curious to see where they will go with it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, they we get through the whole. Cole gets his ass kicked. Would have won the fight if he just would have uppercutted. Um, and then we get Sub-Zero and Outworld. And so that was the thing that I had read about this. So he's in full Sub-Zero get-up. Like, you look at him, you're like, that's Sub-Zero. The only thing mm-hmm. about it is his... His suit is so dark that, like, yeah. you see shades of blue, but, like, if you didn't know any better, you're like, wow, this is... I mean, it looks like Sub-Zero, but, like, there's no recognizable blue. Like, it is very... Yeah, dark. I think until later on, it looks a little bit more blue, but especially that first shot, it's like, it could have been smoke, and I would have been like, okay, that, I get that. Right, and even that, like when you get to the end, like with him dying and inevitably returning as noob Cybot for the next movie. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. Right. And I, I do feel like they'll end up, um, adding, um, I could see him doing double roles. Like it either because noob Cybot is, his head's fully covered. Like you don't see any features. So I could right. see him being the noob Cybot same fighting style everything and then them doing a more i wouldn't say classic version of sub-zero but definitely much more lighter blue like what you're used to seeing with him Mm -hmm. i mean we're not talking frost blue but definitely a little more blue. something between so dark it looks black and so light it could be sky blue which yeah. is not very intimidating no it's not and i'm not expecting you know 95 mortal Kombat blue but like just something a little icy you hmm. know what i mean um so i already talked about this so i'm not gonna go into it much more um 
the dragon birthmark, I get why they did it. It works for what they did, but it's still a little ho- a hokey to me. Um, but like I said, I can I can get past it because in the movie for what they did, it makes sense. It's a trans it's a transferable mark that you get. You either you're either born with it or you can kill somebody with that symbol and then it would be transferred to you. And we're back. I'm gonna fucking flip a table. I my inner like. <laughs> I think I'm going to move my shit back inside the house because this internet issue is for the last like three days has really killed me. Um, so yeah, we, we had a little bit of a cut out there. Um, I, I had remembered what I was talking about until I got mad and then I forgot. <laughs> and so, Fair enough. um, then we, uh, moving on. Um, you know, we were talking about the transferable birthmark. Like, I get it for mm. the movie, but it's still dumb. Um, yeah. So we get the, the Sub-Zero ice attack, which was a highlight for you. I thought it was... I thought it was, It looked really cool. Like, Yeah, I mean, it, to me, it was the almost the most horror-esque, like when the table starts to get icy mm-hmm. and shit. Very like menacing. This, yeah, it's like, this makes him frightening. Yeah, he... In this movie is horrifying. Yeah. Yeah. I 100% agree with you. Um, but yeah, so we get the super awesome attack on the diner. Um, Jax shows up to save the day. He was trying to, you know, recruit, I put that in quotes, Cole mm. at the gym. Didn't work. Picks him up. So my, I love Jax. Like, the guy that got to play him was great. Um, mm-hmm. They didn't do him any favors with his um, dialogue, his writing. Yeah. Um, in fact, I was like, his uh, dialogue's a tad cheesy. Um, he was like, when you want... <laughs> when yeah, He said, he's like, uh, you want your family on a slab in the morgue. And, I was, and then at least he didn't say on ice. I, I don't yeah. remember if that was in the movie, but I was just like, they're... And he's like, I did six tours, motherfucker. And I'm like, oh my god, like, could you guys like it? It felt a lot like the the insert dialogue in the game. Yeah, like when they're taunting each other in and the very beginning, talking yeah. smack and shit. Like it very much felt like that, which made me go, okay. Yeah. In a normal movie, this wouldn't fly, but in this, I'll I I'll give it fine. a pass. Yeah. Um, and then we we get the the next scene, which is also equally awesome. Surprise, it has Sub-Zero in it as well. Um, mm-hmm. We get the Jax holding off Sub-Zero or going to attack him or fight him, hold him off, whatever. Mm. Um, that that fucking, fight was badass. Yeah, it's probably... And when he freezes the bullet, which is in the trailer, mm-hmm. but still just seeing it, and that light on his face of just it's how so freaking scary, badass he is. Because you're like, oh, yeah. fuck. Jax, um, you're screwed. Yeah, 100%. And the thing is... <laughs> I never is, get tired of seeing his arms get destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he... Like, when you... Towards the end, when it kind of seems like Jax is kind of finding a footing and being like, okay, mm. this is how... Like, he's adapting to the fight. Yeah. But, like, he is just getting his ass kicked. Well, he had, they gave him these pansy little, like, C-3PO arms... To begin with, before he gets his Arcana. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He does. And and then it's like, okay, now I have my big boy arms and I can actually do stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
But when he gets his arm frozen and then snapped off, and then he gets he falls off the side of in the hole, whatever it is, and then just hitting concrete on the way down, and it's like that would fuck up anybody. Like in it, like on top of especially after you just had your arms frozen off. Yeah, frozen like frozen off, but like almost ice burned <laughs> like it was so yeah. cold that it cauterized the wounds mm. um so one of the things that i had written down was shang sung seems to have a voice echo he's got auto-tune in outworld <laughs> did you notice mm. that uh-uh. so like when he's talking normal um like when he's at raiden's temple and all that kind of stuff like it's yeah. not too bad but when he's in outworld it kind of sounds like he has this like uh like echo huh. and i'm like Okay, cool. Set on purpose? Yeah, it's like, because it, it doesn't it happen It could later. be for the scope of it, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I didn't notice that. Um, So, we get to Sonya Blade's place. I love her kind of investigation wall mm-hmm. um, that's in there because it, it's filled with Easter egg. Yeah. Everything. So, mm-hmm. like, um, you see the picture of Nightwolf on the wall, and I'm like, that was yes, nice. yes. <laughs> um, uh, it's rumored that there is a vase, a vase, off to the side of that with a, it has a picture on it, which is rumored to be Mataro, um, hmm. which would be yeah, cool. That sounds familiar. Yeah, he's the, uh, the centaur. Yeah. Um, Hopefully they do them better than they did in Annihilation. Um, but there's much a, worse. I I wanted to look up more Easter eggs, um, but well, there's even there's a ton in the temple when they get there. I mean, there's Katana's fan, fan thing, Quan Chi's amulet. Um, yeah, or is it Chinook? I don't remember, it's, but it's you see Chinook, like a a picture of him on something and. Yeah, the murals that are on the wall yeah. are epic. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't notice the first time I watched it, but the second time when um, before they leave their reptile attacks him in her trailer outside. Whatever. It looked like it was some sort of shot, uh-huh. right? Um, I didn't notice the first time, but when... He takes his knife and he stabs the flare into the back of Reptile. That's what's holding the flare to his back to like, so they could see when he fight when they're fighting him. The first time mm-hmm. I watched it, I had no idea that he stabbed that flare into his back. I had no idea. I wasn't sure where it was, but I mean, it's been a couple weeks since I've watched it same. again. Yeah, same. Um, but. but yeah, when I saw that, I was like, oh, that's super cool. Mm-hmm. And then we get the unnecessary, uh, unnecessary Sonya knife flip. Where she's well, like, hey, throw me a knife. And then she does like this weird acrobatic flip. And <laughs> you have to she, look cool, God. She. Uh, so, like, Sonya Blade, like, I'm real hit or miss with her in this movie because there's scenes where she crushes it. And then there's other scenes where I'm like, okay, that, that is a little over the top, but it mm. could just be what they did in the movie. Because she yeah. does that little flip thing later on, too. And I'm like, yeah. Okay. A lot, and it's tough because you you want to insert their you know signature moves and the shit that they do in the games, but yeah, you have to do it in a way where it doesn't look unnecessary. Yeah, and I think for the most part they did a good job. I I yeah I could agree with that. Um, 
So they're off to find Raiden's temple, which we've talked a little bit about already. Liu Kang finds mm-hmm. them in kind of the um, epic walking against the sun backdrop where like you mm-hmm. see the outline of his body and you're like, that's 100% Liu Kang. Cause it's oh, just yeah. that, I don't want to say stereotypical, but like it's the very narrow waist, broad chest. You can, you know, Bruce Lee esque looking um, physique. Yep, walking yeah. against. And the I sun. did like as much as I don't care for Cole Young. I did like the movie not centering around Liu Kang mm-hmm. for a change. It was nice to have it be like, yeah, he's awesome, but it's not about him. Yeah, and and the and the thing about that even is that like he isn't even the best fighter at the temple. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Kung Lao is their champion or whatever. And like, and they say that he's ass. the better fighter in the games as well, but yeah, he is a badass. He was my favorite with his 10 sub zero aside. Yeah. Like he was fantastic. Um, so they, they get to the temple. That's where Sonya finds Jax and he's got his little baby arms. Like you had mentioned already, um, mm-hmm. which is horrible. Um, I've noted, I've noted that Kung Lao made a hell of an entrance when he just kind of did his little, you know, spiral pop up like, oh, hey, how you doing? Well, yeah, and that's and that's straight out of the game, too. 100%. I mean, it's exactly how he enters into the game, and I was like, oh, my God, they did it. They did it, yeah. I'm and like, it's kind of corny, but it's still freaking awesome. I Give me all the corn because yeah. that's exactly what I needed to see with him. Everything mm-hmm. they did with Kung Lao, he was perfect. One, yeah, I. Aside from killing him off, it was everything I was hoping they would do with him. I wonder if they'll bring him back in some way. I hope like he so, gets but his I soul back. doubt it. I doubt it too. But I feel like they'll probably just introduce other people. Yeah, I feel like he'll to be. Replace him. He'll be like what's it? Kenshi. They'll probably be the next one. Kenshi. Would That's who cool. I want to see. We next. talked about that at work. Yes, that would be mm-hmm. awesome. I kind of feel like Kung Lao's death is going to be Liu Kang's inspiration or motivation to become more. Yeah. Um, so then we get the Sub-Zero, Melina, Shang Tsung show up at the temple. They're held back because mm-hmm. you can't break the rules. And then we find out about um, the Arcana, your inner power. Um, it's one of those things you got to tap into. Like you can't, it's, it comes naturally so like huh i wonder what my special power is good luck trying to figure that out because um when uh, um kano kano is probably one of my favorite characters in this movie and it's purely because the actor who played him nailed that to a t like he did a good job he did a he did a great like i loved i loved everything he had done in this movie and it sucks they killed him off it was I I see why they did it and it was necessary, but mm-hmm. God damn it! Like, so well that's what I hate about the 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 tattoo transfer thing that you have to kill these people to get it, and Sonya didn't have one, so she had to kill Kano to yeah. be able to get her Arcana and then be a fighter in the tournament. Because it's like, okay, well now we can't have Kano anymore. Yeah. Exactly. Like, not everybody can come back, otherwise it doesn't matter right. if they die. Yeah, I agree completely, and it, it it just sucks, because, yeah, they did kill off quite a bit in the movie, and I'm like, okay, thankfully there's almost triple-digit characters 
that yeah. they can pull from. There, there are plenty to choose from. But like you have like a core group, and you've already killed off a few of those. Well, uh, yeah, I was surprised with Melina. Yeah, Melina like, got nothing. Yeah, like she that got was, shit treatment in this movie. Yeah, I mean, with Katana not even being there, not being able to, unless they find a way to bring her back, not delving into that relationship is definitely a missed opportunity. Oh yeah. Oh my goodness. And that was like in Legacy. That's one of the last episodes I watched was mm-hmm. the um, the little triangle there with them and Shang Tsung and them training and practicing and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, yeah, like you took out a big part of that world by killing yeah. her off like that. And you better fucking wow me in the next two movies because yeah. that sucks. Um, mm-hmm. So one of the things that made me laugh about this was um, them training Kano, trying to find what his inner power is. And he is uh, training with um, Liu Kang and then Liu Kang keeps done doing the leg sweeps, which is mm-hmm. like a spam attack from the video, like the original games where yeah. you could just leg sweep it and leg sweep it. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God, that's brilliant. <laughs> um, they do a Bo Raicho name drop, which is sweet. If I don't know. Uh, if I don't know that one. So he is the the chubby drunken master guy who, you know, drink, um, he's the oh. drunken master fighter from, I don't know if he was an ex. He might have been an ex. I'm not 100% sure. Um, But then after the whole training scene, they do... uh, They're they're eating dinner. That um, They're talking shit to Kano so hard that he gets so pissed. He is (laughs) losing his shit. And then he shoots the laser out of his eyes and then proceeds to gloat. (laughs) Like, I knew I'd fucking get it first. Yeah, like, um, (laughs) like it is one of my favorite scenes because they literally just berate him, just fucking berate Mm -hmm. him until he gets. He was definitely Kano to a T, and it. it, I was getting nervous because he was on the good guy's side, and I was like, "Are they really gonna change it so that he's on the good side?" Yeah, and then of course he hit. Then he has his, you know, double cross change apart, and because of uh, Cabal. Yeah, but I was like, yeah, okay, thank God. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I'm I'm glad that they had that because he is he is the fucking leader of the Black Dragon Clan. He he shouldn't mm-hmm. be friendly with Earth Realm. You know what I mean? Like, no, he needs to be all. with the bad guys. Um, but yeah, so that whole scene where he shoots the laser, it bounces off of um, Kung Lao's hat, <laughs> and mm-hmm. yeah, that was so great. Um. Yeah. So then Cole learns about the marking that he has um, being from the lineage and a descendant of Hanzo Hisashi, which was, you know, we were waiting for that. It was, and it was, we knew it was coming. So they got through yeah. that. Um, so then we get the introductions of um, Natara, Cabal, General Raiko, and Prince Goro. So all fighters from the games, um, I had to look up Reiko because I'm like, I know that name. I don't remember what Yeah, that was one I didn't know. And that was because, and I watched a video on it. He was a Shao Kahn 
ripoff, basically. Like he wanted to be so much mm-hmm. like his successor or whatever that he modeled himself after that. But you would never have guessed that from the movie. He looked nothing like his character in any of the games. And was yeah, gen- aside from the big hammer thing, there was really nothing that yep. made me even think of Shao Kahn. Exactly. Um, Cabal was pretty sick. I'm glad that they showed a yeah. lot of Cabal's abilities in this mm-hmm. and Ed Boon talking about how Cabal, his inspiration for Cabal is the Flash because that was his favorite, you know, superhero character. And that's where that's Cabal cool. draws inspiration from. Yeah. I watched a big <laughs> long interview or, or big thing with Ed Boon. And I was like, this is so cool. Um, mm. So Goro actually looks pretty fucking awesome in this movie. And yeah, they it, did a good job. Um, before we jump into that, it is kind of, we do have the Cabal talking Kano into switching sides, kind of playing into Kano's um, ego a little bit, being like, how are you taking orders from these guys? You know, you're the, you know, you're the black dragon, like this, that. So basically gets him into kind of realizing that, you know, he's not playing with these guys anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you get the dual fight scene where Cole Young ends up fighting Goro. On Earth. Then, huh? On Earth at his, on, like, farm. Yeah, at his at his own farm, which I was like, all right. Um, it was kind of cool how he showed up and just kind of popped out of the barn. I'm like, oh, that mm-hmm. would be a fucking thing to discover. And then Shang Tsung invades the temple. Um, so, you know, a lot, lots of cool fighting here. Um the young versus Goro fight was pretty cool. It, yeah. they did him a little bit better of a service than they did in the original where he basically just got nut jabbed and then fell off the side of a cliff. He, he you know, <laughs> he did get, yeah, he got some, some licks in and he exactly was like was a true say. fighter. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a bummer that he's dead. That he, yeah, gets it makes killed. me wonder and hope that they'll do, um, is it Kataro? Is the tiger one? Yeah, and then you have Shiva, who's yeah, the female. I thought girl. Shiva would be interesting. Yep. There, there's, there's more out there that you can do with that. It just sucks yeah. that. I mean, well, I guess Goro died in the first movie too, but um, yeah. I saw. A, I want to see Kataro because that would be really cool. Just a big <laughs> tiger monster. Yeah, that would be so cool. Well, and the thing with that is, I saw a meme. And it was a tweet talking about um, basically Goro being a jobber for life. <laughs> now he basically just gets his ass kicked all the time. But then yep. I believe it was Ed Boon responded to it with a tally of all of his fights in the universe and how he'd mm-hmm. never lost one until then. And so it's like, yeah. you know, obviously he has to die, but he has been kicking ass for centuries. <laughs> and so... Right. Um, so we get the cool fight scene. It ends with um, Sonya kind of ending up underneath a rock, which is how Jax gets his arms by trying to save her. He's trying mm-hmm. to lift that boulder off, and then his like little bitty baby arms start to kind of snap his, off. His short circuit arms. <laughs> Johnny Five. <laughs> John Five. Um, yeah, and so he starts. He's like, okay, these I can work with. And then um, mm. Kung Lao sadly gets his soul sucked uh it looked really cool like i do too but they did a real good job visually with it um and he had that badass fatality yeah flawless victory which is 
amazing. Which is, uh, I I don't really remember ever fighting with Natara a whole lot back in the games, but like, hmm. she did. That was another one I didn't remember. Yeah, which is probably why she got flawless victory. But yeah, um, yeah, that was awesome. Just doing the old screechies. And then gets mm-hmm. gets cut in half as soon as he threw the hat and it's spinning in the ground. I'm like, yes, <laughs> yeah. yeah, me too. I knew exactly <laughs> what that was, and I was like, oh my god, they're doing it! Oh my god, they're gonna cut her in half. <laughs> and he just fucking surfs her right into the hat. Mm-hmm. Um, so the fighters get their revenge. Sonia gets to fight Kano, and it's at like gnomes him in the face. Oh yeah, dude, and that like her <laughs> kicking the shit out of Kano, like. She crushed all the fight scenes. Like, she beat the shit mm-hmm. out of Kano. And then, like, the scene yeah. where they're in her trailer and she's got it rigged up like Camp Crystal Lake in the remake where she's <laughs> going underneath the house and stuff. I'm like, oh, my fuck, dude. This Pulling is... a Thomas Jane Punisher in his <laughs> yeah. apartment. Yes. I'm like, this is brilliant. I love it. Um, so I love the scene in that where she's fighting him. She throws the chemical bottle of whatever it was in his eye. And then he tries to laser it and it's, it's like, Oh fuck that sucks. But that <laughs> smart. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wrote, I get that she had to die or he had to die for her to get her arcana. Um, mm-hmm. you get, um, Jax goes to fight Reiko basically hand for 10 collapses. seconds. Oh yeah. That was a, a real, a real clapper. <laughs> Yeah. Gets his head. It was a badass death, but it was like, okay, well, it would be nice to see Jax do more than two seconds of fighting. Yeah, or if you're going to fight over the pit, maybe uppercut somebody so they fall down off to the side like it was in the games with the with the stage yeah, fatalities. That'd be cool too. Like you could have had, had you could have clapped somebody's head anywhere, but if you're going to do that'd be like them fighting in um kind of where they're it's kind of similar to that where they're on the walkway and there's like the poison on both sides and then you uppercut mm-hmm. them into the poison and then the little skull pops up like if you yeah. like that's what i thought of when i saw that i'm like oh my god stage fatality well, or just a regular one i'll take <laughs> yeah. either one um so now we get the payoff of the movie we get the scorpion sub-zero fight and yeah. then it turns into the scorpion cole young double team fuck mm-hmm. up sub-zero um yeah. the only problem i have with it is it seems like scorpion shows up out of nowhere for no particular reason he gets sucked. i know that i i get it but i didn't really get it like especially the first time i watched it and they you know they had the the spear thing and it was getting wrapped around with the stuff and like it was you know whatever right but i didn't really understand what made it fully you know like, oh, it, it's unlocked the power, and you've summoned him, and then he uh, turns okay. around, and he's just there. And I was like, yep. wait, what? Okay, yeah. I, <laughs> like, uh, fine, cool, I'm glad he's here, but... Yeah, I, huh? I, I can see your reasoning. Um, but then they do, like, they're doing the sweet fights, all that kind of stuff. Um, Sub-Zero slashes at him, blood mm. spurts up in the air, he freezes it and stabs him with it. And I'm like, that is that so fucking fantastic. awesome. <laughs> Like also in the trailer, but it was still amazing to yeah, see. They they definitely did a Halloween twenty eighteen trailer where there's like we're or even Batman v Superman. We're gonna show you all the cool shit. Yeah, and, get you hooked. Yeah, well, and I would have been hooked regardless. But so that fight was fucking awesome, 
And then, mm-hmm. you know, Bai Han, he learns from his, you know, spear cut the side of the face the second time. And then they basically just tag team the shit out of him until he dies. <laughs> like, he gets fucked up. He, starts he really to doesn't have much of a choice. No, he doesn't. Um, and so it that whole scene, just the fight, like the get over here and then Sub-Zero throwing him, throwing him through a wall of ice and just all that, that awesome. shit. It was a great scene. Um, yeah, it was just perfect Sub-Zero fight. Mm-hmm. Like aside from him dying, it was everything I was hoping it would be. Yep. I agree. And I can't wait to see what it is that they're going to do for the sequel. Cause I mean, we're going to get the tournament. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to get some more characters you know, Johnny K, like, fast forward to the end here. Um, they, well, he's like, the promoter comes up like, hey, I need you for a fight. And he's like, you know, my days of fighting for $200 are over. I'm going to Hollywood. And as soon as he said that, I'm like, Johnny Check Cage, it. there he is. <laughs> and then if that wasn't enough, if you didn't get that reference, they had to show you the poster that he walked by with mm-hmm. Johnny Cage on it. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> there it is. Like, you, and they don't show who it is, but they show his classic cage belt. Yep. Which was a nice touch. It is. It's kind of like um, what they did with Superman at the end of uh, Shazam, where it's like, yeah. it's him. We just don't know who it is. <laughs> yeah. And so that's basically our favorite aspects of uh, Mortal Kombat. If you haven't seen it, um, curious why you're still here you should have paused it a mm-hmm. long time ago and came back sure but uh regardless we, we hope that you enjoyed our ramblings on this movie and kind of our love of the property if you will just yeah. mortal Kombat. there's so much potential for amazing shit to be done with it and i feel like they haven't even scratched any surface with what you can be done with it and so well with that kind of tee up let's uh, hear what our bonus mortal Kombat episode will be we love mortal Kombat. <laughs> that's exactly what it's <laughs> gonna be like we just i decided and i showed justin i got his um his blessing for it we're going to start posting um episodes all that kind of stuff kind of giving you a, a schedule of what mm-hmm. to look forward to um when it's going to come out just another way to kind of keep you guys in the loops uh try to add more stuff to our socials um but yeah we're and help us kind of stay accountable for release dates we're yeah. trying our best shit happens things yeah, come shit up happens. people go out like, of town whatever justin, but yeah justin has a life i have a life like as much as we would love to be like it hey, it's the day let's sit down and do it like just life happens like today yeah. as a recording today is my birthday and yeah. We were going to record this two weeks ago, but we couldn't because it was my anniversary. <laughs> and then oh. we get back from that, and then it's my wife's birthday. And so, like, May 4th to May 16th is almost, yeah, maybe plan better for next year, but kind of blo- it's really hard to, to fit that in because I was out of town, um, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. And so we appreciate your patience, and we hope that you yeah. find it to be worth it. Yeah. Um, do you want to cover the scorecard, or you just want to get out of here? We can get out of here. Okay. It's getting late. I got to go to bed and go to work tomorrow. Yep. So do I got to. so I, do you. <laughs> yeah. I'm working nine hours. It's stupid. Um, but yeah, I'm super glad that we were finally able to sit down and um, get this done. 
like yeah. I said, we're sorry it's late and um, unfortunately shit happens, but thank you. Yeah. Um, and hopefully within a week uh, we'll have that bonus episode and then you'll get to hear what my next one is. For those that don't follow us on the socials, we'll keep it a Brandon mystery. Brandon will list off in a second. What's that? Yeah, it'll be a mystery until uh, our next episode, what mine's going to be, but I cannot wait for it. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about it as well. Um, kind of gives you a little bit of an incentive to follow us on the social medias. Um, if you yeah. kind of want to know, if not, you can just wait. It's up to you. Yeah, we'll find um, out next week. But until then, we want to thank you guys for hanging out with us as always. You can find mm-hmm. us on all the social medias. Um, we're on Facebook. We got a group. We got the page, uh, pod and gore podcast. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at gore underscore pod. We are on the slasher app at pod and gore podcast and, uh, email us at pod and gore at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. We, we strive. That's our goal. Like out of anything that could happen, like the one thing that we do this for is our love of these, but also to, share that with you guys and hear what your guys' thoughts are. And so don't hesitate to reach out. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like we said, we are posting what we're doing for the month. mm -hmm. Um, But next month is fluid. So if there is something like, I know what my next one's going to be after my next one. And I actually know what my next one is going to be too as well. And so it's nice. But if you have something you want us to do, Mm -hmm. we can shift things around. Yeah. 100%. Like, you guys are the reason why we do this. And so if there's something that you just can't wait to have, we are happy to oblige. Um, mm-hmm. And kudos and bonus points if you give us a movie and a suggestion for a bonus episode and you just remove all the work for yeah. us, we'll do mm-hmm. it sooner That'd rather than later. <laughs> um, uh-huh. But yeah, until then, like we said, follow us on all the medias. Um, if you haven't like liked, reviewed, rated, any of that stuff, we... Shared, could- followed... Yeah, we could we could sure use it. We have a decent amount mm-hmm. of um, ratings, but the reviews are the bread and butter. That you know, if we don't get emails, at least we we have an idea that there's some people out there that like it. Um, yeah. But yeah, we'll we'll see you guys next week with our love for Mortal Kombat continued. Um, until then, I have been your host Brandon, and I have been Justin, and we will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye bye.